0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday night. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. Oh, That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, If you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men and it's just beautiful.
2: Good afternoon, everybody, or should we say good evening here on. It is game day, Friday night. The lights are on, and hopefully not many of you are home as you are out and about enjoying South Carolina school playoff round two. And this is something new as Southern Sports Central is bringing you the countdown to kickoff. I'm Richie Alman alongside somewhere. Eugene Benton has been uh, put away somewhere, and uh, we'll wait and see when we bring him in here just a little bit. But uh, again, excited about the next hour and a half because we're going to not only have Eugene and myself break down some games. We're going to get in touch with Brian, is with ESPN Upstate. He's also part of the Saturday show of uh, Saturday morning scramble up there near Upstate. You can hear him from eight to ten in the mornings. He's also the voice of the Burns Rebels at six thirty. Coach Dantzler with Elite Twenty Five down there in the Beaufort area. He's checking in from the Beaufort. Myrtle Beach game, and then it's 7 o'clock, Miss V. She is in Columbia at the Dutch Fork Carolina Force game. Again, I'm Rich Yellman. Let's bring in Eugene Benton for the next hour and a half. Eugene, uh, boy, our day kind of took a twist and a turn, and uh, while our hearts are heavy, definitely nothing like the young athletes over at Oceanside. For you guys who may not have heard, as of 11.45, they had to cancel Forfeit and step out of the playoffs. Oceanside is done after winning the region, doing incredible things in the season. This was released by the Oceanside, I would say, athletic director. Last night, late last night, apparent concern came to our attention regarding members of our football team's possible exposure to COVID 19. With the safety of our players and our opponent, Camden, the forefront of our mind. It is with heavy hearts that we have made the difficult decision to forfeit tonight's AAA-3A state playoff game. Since June 8th, our football program started a journey leading to this week. Day in and day out, working for the chance to play for one more, especially for our seniors. We are heartbroken for everyone who has given their all to our team the last few months. We wish Camden the best as they move forward to the next round. Now, again, very, very uh, heartfelt. Actually, I believe that was from the principal that she released that one. But, uh, Eugene, you and I kind of followed it pretty much until we got the release point of it all. And, again, I know you're close to that uh, team as well, man. And, and again, just uh, bad news coming out from that side of uh, Mount Pleasant.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, it's, and it still is very heartbreaking, uh, especially uh, the seniors. Uh, you know, there are some seniors. There's not many on the team, but there are a few seniors. You now, and those, those guys are, are the um, OGs of this kind of this team together um, as a staff, in a sense. But then, of course, you know, we got a new staff uh, this year. So those seniors, it was Coach Call's first group of seniors at Oceanside, so they kind of had that special bond. You know, his first set of, of, of the kind of, you know, the last guys to come through since I've been around the system. So it's kind of these guys were freshmen when I, you know, came aboard three, uh, four years ago. Uh, so it's very heartbreaking. Um, some guys have uh, obviously been devastated, you know, it hurts. Uh, a lot of guys were looking forward to this, this, this matchup. You know, sometimes when, you know, there, there, there's arguments out there that you don't play in a tough region or the region wasn't that tough this year. A lot of the guys felt like this was a chance if they were going to win something and win big, you know. Much like last year, they fell short to uh, Whale Branch. Uh, I mean, excuse me, to, to Barnwell. You know, it was a, they were looking for a signature win on the season um, right. since it didn't come against Gray. And uh, they, they definitely are, are heartbroken. The coaches are upset. Parents are upset. Everybody's upset. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. And now, uh, you know, so we're all getting a message that we all have to go get tested and we're all under quarantine, who is either, you know, part of the, the coaching staff or part of um, the team or if you're on the sideline uh, covering the game. So that's an interesting thing as well. Um, you no, know, it, it is, uh, like I said, it's, it's very disappointing. Your heart breaks for the kids. Um, from what I can see so far, uh, they're handling it like a gentleman. Um, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot in social media about it um like that you know anybody kind of feeling some type of way they're putting it out publicly I I did say and offered a bunch of them if you need to vent or if you need to get something out you need to talk you know do it here don't do it on anywhere on social media because you know future employers and future recruiters definitely look at uh how you act in the face of adversity uh so so far it looks like uh from what I can tell uh these Mm -hmm. guys have been uh acting the right way but um you know, we we had planned to be kicking the ball off an hour and a half. We planned to kick this show off there on the grounds of Jonathan Haygood, that beautiful new facility. I look forward to uh, you getting up in the booth and seeing what it's like up there with all that new fancy equipment. And man, it's just it, it's a it's a sight to see, and it's been a a, a pleasure to have been you know there uh, this year. Hats off to the Citadel for having those type of facilities and to open it up. I know. Obviously, the school had to pay for it a little bit, but um, definitely they could have uh, not even offered that type of a deal. So, um, right. while shocking it is, you know, I guess, you know, we need to um, say, you know, our heart breaks and we feel sorry, but, you know, we do need to honor the men that, that's going into battle around the state uh, and other games, you know, who, um, you know, kind of like, hey, don't forget about us. You know, we're, we're playing ball tonight too.
2: Well, there's a lot of guys that are playing tonight. And, again, we've seen this now for the second time this is the first public school uh, that was hit in the low country and, and this manner, but it was First Baptist before they even made it to the playoffs. I mean, finished the season undefeated, but then were defeated by uh, the word we don't use, and their season came to an end. But uh, this was released via Twitter by the Bullshark of uh, the Land Sharks, if you will. The head coach, Joe Call, says, heartbroken for our kids, heartbroken for everyone who is giving their all to our team. It's not adversity. It's it, it's not if adversity hits you. It's when and how do you handle that ultimately determines the type of person that you are. Coach Call is one of the best at handling issues like this. He was taught very well, not only by his mom and dad, but a legendary coach, John McKissick. So I'm not surprised at all that this is coming through the hallways over there. Because uh, again, God's got this thing, whole thing figured out. Why? Again, my heart goes out to the seniors of Oceanside. We understand that this is an early lesson in life, young man, that this is something that sometimes it's out of your control hundred percent. You can only worry about what you can control, but this, my friends is not one of those. Again, you know, uh, you say what you will about who picked who, when, where, and how, and they had to play the game and four quarters needed to be in the books before we really figured it all out. But with that being said, we will send our condolences and our prayers to the kids, man. I know this is a hard hit thing, but let this motivate you. Let this get you up. Let this get you better, right? Things like this happen all the time in life. And as an adult, you're going to have to learn how to adjust and move on. That being said, Camden, now you guys will sit back you'll wait, and see who you're going to play. I know a lot of people think it's going to be Dylan. I think it'll be Dylan. But again, Friday night, we will find out. I found out tonight, by the way, that I'll have a chance to stay in the studio and watch the uh, North Myrtle Beach and uh, North Augusta game. How cool is that? Very exciting. Very, very excited as uh, I'll be checking out that game uh, right here in the studio. So I'll be able to sit back, relax. I went by, I picked myself up some Larry Giant subs because originally we were going to be at Johnson Hangout Stadium. That didn't work itself out. Then I thought maybe we'll go to Beaufort. Well, then Eugene got some paperwork saying that ain't happening neither. So I said, you know, God, I got it. I've been busy for the last six or seven months. Let me just take tonight to relax, kick my feet up, and play some couch coach and uh, enjoy it from my own domain, if you will. But we do have a lot of things going on here tonight. Again, we're waiting on Cole Bryson. He's going to be checking in here any minute. When he does, we'll find out where he's going. Again, he's part of many things. One is, of course, the ESPN Upstate family, and where he has his own show on Saturday mornings called um, Saturday Morning Scramble. You can hear it up there in the Upstate at 810 from 8 to 10 in the morning, excuse me, and he is also the voice of the Burns Rebels. So, with all that being said, you know, we'll look forward to h- finding out where he's heading out tonight. Of course, uh, Coach Dandler is down there at the Beaufort-Myrtle Beach game, as I mentioned, and Miss V is uh, going to check in, hopefully, from the Dutch Fork Carolina Forest game. So, Eugene, again, I- I'll kind of keep you posted because I know you're in route. Um, that being said, we did a great show this morning, by the way. If you missed it, Hey, shame on you, because we had Coach Todd Hems jumping here early. Brandon Dunn checked in from the Grand Strand. Coach B, all the way from the upstate, he's part of that South Carolina High School Blitz. Where don't forget, they do have a big game that we are all a part of. December the 20th, 1 p.m. is the uh, time frame. That will be over there at Ben Lippin. That will be an enjoyable afternoon. You want to make sure you're up there and hanging out with us, as we will uh, be selling tickets, I believe they said, online. Ben Lippin is going to help us out with that. Lou Bizjak from the state checked in with us this morning as well. Talked a lot about all the games that are happening in and around the state of South Carolina. He does an incredible job covering it. And I can't wait to uh, see what he's got going on throughout tonight as I'm just going to sit there with one phone and a remote and I'm going forth between the two as I watch all the action unfold throughout tonight. And we're in round two. Realistically, this is more of a round three because it's the elite eight. And again, I wish Eugene I wish that we had the rights, the opportunities, if you will, to get up there to uh, to the game at TL, Hannah and Gaffney. Man, that game to me seems like it is going to be a game and a half. And if I was uh, – well, shoot, I'm curious if that's where Cole's heading out tonight, Eugene.
3: Sorry about that. Yeah, um, it, that's actually one that, you know, you've heard several coaches from around the state said, man, if I wasn't so-and-so, and if it wasn't for this, that, and the other, that would be the game where I would drive, no matter how long it took to get there, uh, to go watch. And, uh, you know, it's, you see that one, and just like next week, uh, the winner of this game, and the winner versus in that lower um, that lower, you know, upper bracket, if you want to call it that, I'm not really sure. Anyway, uh, the bottom side, the left side, left corner, uh, both of those teams, you know, you want to see that one tonight with Hannah and Gaffney, but then the winner of that game, in the winter of Northwestern and uh, Dorman, you know that's going to be an epic battle as well. Um, you know, two of those teams have already played each other. It came down to a last play, uh, a missed field goal that uh, Gaffney was all able to hold on by one point. Now. Yep,
2: G- Eugene, hold on one second. Let's bring in Cole because we're, we're we're on a tight schedule here tonight. Cole, welcome to uh, Southern Sports Central Brothers. I'm glad to have you.
4: Of course, uh, you're off the game, if I'm not mistaken. But so maybe you're not tonight. you are going to of see buddy. Hey man, uh I am trying to walk away from this loud uh PA system so I can so you can hear me better. But I'm uh I'm you're right. Burns Rebels are uh, obviously their season's come to an end. I'm at Chapman tonight. I, I'm over here in uh, Inman, the big city of, of Inman where there's one red light uh, to see see if Chapman can uh, hold off these this tough Daniel team, man. I've heard a lot about Daniel, and I think uh, I think this is going to be a good one. I was going to watch Dorman tonight, but uh, I didn't want to drive all the way up to Northwestern, so I said I will uh, make the short drive over to Inman. So it uh, should be a good one here tonight, man. But a lot of good games across the state tonight, too.
2: Man, a lot of great games, and the other game that I'm interested in is that uh, T.O. and Gaffey. Man, do you think it's going to be yeah. as advertised in the billboard that we're going to expect to see tonight with the fireworks? Well, I
4: think that's the most interesting game tonight in the sense of nobody really knows what's going to happen. Like, I mean, I, I made my picks this week, Richie, and, and even if I even if I were to pick all other every other game perfectly, I still would put a question mark beside Gaffney T Ohana. It's just hard to say because, you know, I saw Gaffney last week, obviously, uh, obviously, as they defeated Burns, and knocked Burns out of the playoffs, but, you know, Gaffney's a team that hadn't lost, but out of, out of all the teams I've seen, they're the most, they're, they're not world beaters this year, man. And, and as they were my preseason pick to win the state championship. And I think they still could, uh, but they're not beating teams the way Gaffney used to. They don't have that killer instinct that Gaffney used to have. And, uh you know T.L. Hanna is one of those teams that you you kind of you got to come in prepared. You got to come in and, and be ready to to play and you got to be uh pr- pr- prepped well because this team is uh their style of offense they run it's not easy to stop and if you can't stop it it could make for a long night. However, on the flip side, if you're Gaffney, uh with T.L. Hannah running that run heavy offense, you feel like if you're Gaffney, you can if you can somehow build a a two or three score lead, you feel like you're in a safe position because with T.L. Hanna being a run-heavy kind of triple-option offense, they probably not going to be the team to score quickly. So it's one of those games, man, that I've, I'm, I'm interested, to, I'm interested to, to follow and see how it turns out. I hope, uh, hope the Gaffney Indians and, and T.L. Hanna, I hope it's a, a good, clean game. But it wouldn't surprise me at all, man, to see T.L. Hanna come out on top.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of like you. live right now quickly with Cole Bryson. You can find him on ESPN Upstate and his big show tomorrow morning, Saturday morning Scramble from 8 to 10. He's also the voice of the Burns Rebels. It's he and me, of course, sitting out on this Friday night. Of course, uh, my Patriots took one on the chin last week, so we're doing the same thing here tonight. We actually were supposed to be at the Oceanside uh, game where they were going to be playing the team. Not a kingdom, but Oceanside season called to an early exit
4: thanks to the words that we don't use on this show. I hate that, man. I, I mean, we, we, you and I talked about it a couple of a weeks ago, I believe. We we knew it would happen, and, and uh, we've seen it happen with one or two teams already, one at the skis level and first Baptist who was undefeated, and now with Oceanside. And I'll tell you what, I hate it because I saw Camden two weeks ago. And uh, Camden in the 3A ranks, yeah, they may be 3A, but they beat Burns. And, and yeah, Burns is down from recent years, but uh, Camden is one of the best teams I've seen this year. I mean, they're no joke. So, uh, I think that would have been an incredible matchup between Camden and Oceanside. And I, I think, you know, if you're Camden, man, I'm not going to say it's you, you got lucky, but, wow, you, you're talking about a playoff that was already shortened by one week, and now all you have to do is win one game, and all of a sudden you're an upper state championship, and you win another one, and you're in a state championship. So, I think Camden, man, if they can take this week serious and stay safe of COVID, I, I think they're looking at the state championship favorite right there.
2: No doubt. Now, let me ask you this. You got Gilbert – and Dylan. Now, Dylan is what Dylan has been for a long time. I mean, you look at some of their numbers that uh, that I was given today, I and mean, you look at Jackie Hayes, he's got uh, 29 years uh, of just doing what he's done. He's got eight pretty wins. Uh, is, is his work. Yeah. yeah, 29 years of no, not having a losing season, by the way. Eight wins uh, is, is the worst he's ever done over there. He's got 14 state appearances, seven of them he's won, 21 lower state appearances. The guy's pretty solid. What do you like in the game with Gilbert and a team like Dylan tonight?
4: Man, I don't know a ton about Gilbert, but I know that you know. I kind of compare Jackie Hayes to Dave. You know, when you know when you play Dylan, they're gonna they're gonna be there every year, obviously, because they're that good. But some years they may be down in in in, in Jackie Hayes' eyes, and uh, they may not be as good as they were three, four, five years ago. But the thing about it is, the reason I can't compare Jackie Hayes to Dave Gutshaw at Dorman is. Jackie Hayes is very, ever very rarely unprepared and very rarely outcoached. Now you remember the the couple of state championships where, where Chapman beat uh, Dylan over the past few years. Jackie right. Hayes wasn't outcoached. He, he he wasn't outcoached. He wasn't unprepared. Chapman just had a much better team, uh, and that happens in football. It happens in in all sports. But I think I think Jackie Hayes and I think Dylan wins tonight. I, I, it's just hard to bet against Coach Hayes and that staff. They do a tremendous job. And, I, again, I think 3A, I think Dylan's going to be uh, playing next week for a chance to go to Columbia.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Now,
4: you're at that Chapman-Daniel game. It's got a lot of uh, Clemson Tiger look
2: on the Daniel team. And, of course, Chapman, we know what they did last year. But the other game is Wren and Woodruff. What do you like in the two upstate games and that uh, final the four on the upstate?
4: Well, I like Woodruff to knock off the, the state champs. I mean, I, I think uh, I think Wren's a great team. I actually talked to the coach Jeff Tate earlier this week, and he, he's talking about a fantastic football coach. They don't come much better than Jeff Tate. And I know they won, you know, the state championship last year, and he just won his hundredth game as, as a head coach. And, and they're riding high, and it, it's all it, it, listen. They're a, they're a really good football team and a good football program. But I'm gonna tell you the, the team that's not being talked about enough right now in the state of South Carolina is Woodruff. Woodruff's mm-hmm. playing unbelievable. I saw him a couple of weeks ago on a Monday night against Broome. Uh, they've got a sophomore quarterback, and I apologize for not remembering his name, and just write his name down because he's going to be, he's gonna be uh, having something to say in the, in the 3A ranks for a, for a few years because he, he is phenomenal. Uh, Dendy, the running back, is a great coach. Bradley Adams, I'm sorry. Dendy, the running back, is a great running back. They have a great coach at Bradley Adams. Woodruff is, in my opinion, a sleeper in 3A. And the, the the funny thing about it is they were the two seed. They lost to Chapman uh, in the regular season, which made them the two seed, and they actually got the easier draw as the two seed because they avoided Chapman and Daniel out of the gate. So uh, they're playing Wren tonight. Wren's still a very good football team, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wren did win. But uh, Woodruff, if they can get past Wren, they'll have the winner of Chapman, Daniel, and uh, that's going to be tough. But the good thing is if it's Chapman, You've already seen them once this year. You lost to them. There's a lot you can learn from, and you know, you know, in football it's hard to beat a team twice, especially mm. the same year. Um, so I think I think Woodruff's I think Woodruff's in a in a good position to make a sneaky run to Columbia.
2: Now we look at the four A and the Upstate. Irmo takes out Westside. Got early season, early. I can't believe that, right? And how about the other one yeah. upsetting you? You know, you get Catawba Ridge beating Greer. I mean, you know, talk yeah, about that, that, that game Saturday, run. man.
4: <laughs> yeah, four A did not go. did not go like I thought it would. I thought we were looking at the Greer West Side game tonight, <laughs> and uh, right. Greer and Westside are now both at home. Now, before I get to West Side, Greer shouldn't. Greer probably shouldn't have been playing last week, in my opinion. They they had a lot of guys out with COVID. Their head coach Will Young had COVID. He wasn't there. The quarterback had COVID. He wasn't there. There was a, there was a lot of guys out. They were just coming off mm. of a two week break. Uh, there was some contract contract tracing that went on that, you know, I hate to say it, but Greer probably shouldn't have played last week in the first place. However, they did, and uh, they got beat by Catawba Ridge. And I'll tell you, I was at that game Saturday night. Catawba Ridge is a very good football team, and and, and I don't know much about Irmo, but Catawba Ridge's defense last week against Greer came to play, and uh, it was a fantastic game. Uh, again, a full-strength Greer would have made it interesting, but Catawba Ridge is certainly a good football team. Again, I don't know much about Irmo, but I do know that Irmo knocked off a, a really good West Side team in a close one. I mean, Scott got early, and those guys are always well coached. And you know, uh, to to knock off those guys in the first round, you got to pretty you got to be pretty dang good. And uh, I, I don't know much about Irmo, but I think that's going to be a good one tonight uh, in four A.
2: Now you got South Point, who also had a big upset, taking out Greenwood. That that Greenwood. Uh, Westside and Greensville, by the way, who did not get into this thing, having sent that going, man, we could've done better than that. The match. We will see A C Four, who I think is the strongest team probably
4: in the four A region as or the four A six class position as of now. Yeah, that's an interesting one, man. I you, you gotta A C Four is on the on the rise, there's no doubt. But you gotta feel like after that, that upset last week over Greenwood that that uh, South Point's your favorite here. And and again, I could be totally wrong and 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 AC Florida can win and probably will happen, but I think South Point will. I think South Point will, uh, South Point will win, take care of business tonight.
2: Oh, look at that! We're writing that one down. We're going to hold you accountable to that one. As uh, I do. like the,
3: pick, uh,
2: I like the pick. <laughs> Let's go to two A and one A because you want. I, I tell you what, in the Upstate, you guys play that one A two A bracket as it, good as anybody. Right? It's a lot bigger, a lot stronger. You can't go without talking about the Big A over there by the Promised Land of Abbeville and Chesney of Course, Gray Collegiate, Christchurch. Uh, uh,
4: I don't know much about Christchurch and Gray Collegiate, but I know that Christchurch here in Greenville is a, a tough out. I mean, I, I know that they're a, a very good football team, and you know, just to be honest, I know this sounds cliche, but if you're playing football tonight, you're a really good football team, and uh, right. I, I think Christchurch is. But I've heard a lot of good things about Gray Collegiate. And I've heard that great collegiate is the real deal. So I think great collegiate has the advantage tonight. Uh, and now here's the game that I am going to be following and watching that I hope, hope goes the, the other way than I picked. I picked Abbeville over Chesney because Abbeville is just a, a juggernaut. And, and Chesney is a, a heck of a football team this year. They, they have had an incredible year. They won the region. They're a, a really good team coached by Clay Lewis who came from North Carolina. But man, I, I don't know. I, when you go on the road to Abbeville in the playoffs, you, it's like going on the road to Gaffney in the playoffs. Many people don't win up there. So it's, uh, it's a lot easier said than done. It would be the biggest win in Chesney football history if they were to pull the upset tonight. But I, I don't think it happens. I think Abbeville wins. It's
2: going to be an interesting one. Finally, the 1A side of life, and you're looking at Southside Christian and uh, Blacksville Hilda and Lamar and uh, Wagner Sally there.
4: Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I knew anything about either one of those games other than Southside Christian right here in Greenville. Um, They moved from 2A to 1A, and when they did, all I heard was that Southside Christian is now going to be the top dog in 1A. Uh, So I don't know about the other game, but I do know that Southside Christian is legit. They haven't lost this year, and I think they'll win the night, Richie. Now, of course, we're live right now, wrapping it up with Cole Bryson, ESPN Upstate's
2: own. You can hear him in the morning, Saturday morning scramble, 8 to 10. He's the voice of the Burns Rebels. He's currently over there in 3A football, hanging out at Chapman. And Daniel, what's the crowd look like, man? I mean, I know what it looks like down here in the lower state, but the mass, the crowd, the amount of people in the stands, is the band there? What's it look like as far as the atmosphere?
4: It's a good good environment right now. I mean, uh, there's a good bit of Chapman fans filing in, obviously, the Daniel fans had a much longer uh, trip, but, you know, I think there will be 300 Daniel fans and, and maybe close to 700 or 800 Chapman fans. And I, you know, the, the sad part about it is we were talking about, I was talking to a, an assistant coach at Chapman last night is these, these two teams, both undefeated, man, if this was a normal year, this place tonight would be packed and it would be mm-hmm. electric. And uh, that's the sad part about it. I, I know, I know we're, we're in a pandemic and we have we're battling the virus. I get that, but, uh, the sad part about it is just just thinking about what would be tonight in a lot of these games, not just this one, but a lot of these games. Uh, and I think this is going to be a good one, man. Chapman's, Chapman's good, but I know that Daniel's also good. And uh, I picked Daniel earlier in the day. I know I'm going to upset a lot of people. You know, it, the funny thing to me is people it, – it, it's comical every week when I make my picks, Richie. It, it, you know, <laughs> high school athletes will screenshot my tweet and, and say, oh, look, we proved you wrong. Like somebody has, somebody has to lose, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate it for you, but both teams can't win. I mean, that, you know, that's just that, that's the way it works. So, I picked Daniel, but I, you know, I think I, I got to say that quietly as I'm sitting out here outside the, outside the press box. But I think this is going to be a good one, man.
2: Yeah, it, it, who would have thought our days when we were talking years ago that you and I would be able to say that we were used as uh, locker room motivation when we picked our pigs earlier this week, because that happened to me, as I picked actually uh, against Oceanside, and Coach called, text me, says, how can you do it? And I was like, hey, man, look, when I go against my – when I go with my heart, you guys break it every year, not just OSHA's, but in general. So, uh, let me ask you this. The final question is, the biggest pick of your day here on this show is who is the next Carolina Gamecock, South
4: Carolina Gamecock head coach? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who who do I think it will be or who who do I think it should be? Um, I think it will – you know – I, I'm going to be honest with you, when it, when you ask me the question, who do I think it will be, I don't right. know right now, and I don't know that Ray Tanner knows. I know he wants to have this done by December, but with it being still so early in the process, I mean, I don't even know that he's sat down and interviewed anybody yet. I know the search firm that, that, that they hired is, is obviously going to be working on that here pretty soon, but, I, you know, this one, in, in recent years, like, You know, when when Spurrier was fired and and we heard uh, rumblings of Muschamp, it it became pretty clear quickly that Muschamp was the lead guy. And I don't know in this situation – I mean, I know we're hearing so much about Hugh Freeze. I don't know that Hugh Freeze gets the job. I I think they interview him. But I I, I just feel like they're going to go with somebody with a little more SEC experience. You know, if I could answer that, I'd probably be uh, rich right now. But I I just don't know, man.
2: (laughs) What's going on tomorrow, man? Give yourself an opportunity to plug yourself and uh, tell everybody what's happening on
4: your show bright and early in the morning from 8 to 10. Well, that's the beauty, that's the beauty of uh, the way I plan shows um, every Friday night, even when I call Burns games when they're still playing. I don't plan the show until after the game. So uh, yeah. it, it makes it fun and challenging, but uh, I don't want to have coaches on that lose. <laughs> you know, I, I know that sounds terrible, but if I schedule four or five coaches right now, my luck will all lose tonight. Uh, so I, I, I will tell you who we will have three uh, or four winning coaches on tomorrow's show uh, from across the United Jed Blackwell and I will be talking to some, some players and coaches as well. Um, you know, f- from some winning teams tonight, I, I think Dorman will take care of business tonight. No problem. We'll probably talk to Dave Gutschall, the head coach of the Dorman Cavaliers. I know North Legend's on the rise and they're, they're a much better team. And I think Richie, I think Gaffney pulls it out. So, We'll probably be talking a lot about Gavin Dorman if it were to happen next Friday night in the Upper State Championship for the second year in a row.
2: Should be interesting, win brother.
4: Appreciate what you do. Go enjoy some football. Wish I could say the same.
2: But, unfortunately, we broke the bucket last week on Friday the 13th, 2020, <laughs> as we had 13 teams in, 10 knocked out, minus now one tonight early because of COVID. That's now 11 done, only two holding yeah. on, and that's Ball Branch and, of course, Buford. In the lower part there, my friend. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Always appreciate it. Always, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. A good friend of mine in the upstate does a great job, by the way. And that is Cole Bryson. You can hear him tomorrow morning over there at the ESPN U- upstate. And, of course, that is the Saturday morning scramble from 8 to 10 in the morning. Him and Jed Blackwell will do an incredible job recapping all the action from around the state. Yes, they talked, Eugene, about the stuff in the upstate, but they'll dibble-dabble down here to the lower state because at the end of the day, it's the final four after tonight, and uh, that will be for all the marbles, which again will be the week after. Now, that's going to be an interesting conversation because that is December 4th and December 5th. We could be there on December 4th, and we might be there December 5th, but we might be in Charlotte. We don't know at this point, but we do know we will be reporting on some football on that weekend, so just stay tuned as we're waiting now on uh, Coach Dansler to check in with us. He's down there at the Buford Myrtle Beach game. And, again, we want to thank uh, Cole Bryson, who came in from the 3A side of life from the Chapman and Daniel game. That was going to be a good one. I mean, to be honest with you, you're going to see a lot of different eyes and ears uh, around there with a lot of the orange on, I'm sure, at some point, because of their connections to the Clemson Tigers coaching staff, to the kids that are playing there, Daniel. Uh, you know, and, and for me, you know, that's got to be a kind of a neat little – opportunity if you look into where you want to go, and Daniel's a chance, man. I mean, that's kind of a pipeline, if you'd say so, huh?
3: Well, it is, you know, and there's so many kids. If you look at the Clemson team, first of all, you know, the coach's kids uh, played at Daniel High School. You know, Venables was a star last year. Uh, Bubba, who's the roommate of um, Hunter Helms, played on that team. Uh, Let's see, the current safeties coach at Clemson, his son is safety on that defense right now. Uh, playing tonight, you know, I mean, it, and the school is not that far from where the coaches live, uh, so, you know, they probably have some very good uh, training equipment and things like that, and, uh, so, you know, it never ha- uh, hurts your cause as a high school coach when you have, you know, uh, national champion and um, coaches uh, walking around the field house and, all, and in the stands on Friday night watching those games. I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's an easy sell to uh, players from starters on down the line uh, that says, you know, when, when he tells them, you know, you,
4: you need to go out here
3: and make plays because you never know who's watching because in a sense, they, they know who's watching. They know who's in the stands because it's their teammate's dad. You know, so, uh, it's an interesting dynamic in it, but it's a it's a beautiful school. I was actually surprised it was a 3A when I saw it. Um, just thinking it was a little bit larger than that, but I guess it's the way they, they have it broken up because also um, uh, Pendleton, down the road is also a 3A, and I thought they'd be a little bit larger, but I guess that's just the way they do it around the town there in Clemson.
4: Yeah, they do what
2: they do, and I tell you what, got yeah, would be pretty interesting is tonight, uh, or tomorrow, I'm not sure which one that Lou talked about, Lou Bezjak by the way, is in town this weekend, because of Skiza, are playing their games over there at Charleston Southern, so I believe Will Muschamp is one of those names that you'll see over there, because his son, by the way, is playing uh, in the championship game before he takes his ride to Athens and plays in uh, Georgia. Well, I tell you what, kind of glad maybe that he didn't come into the game, Gamecocks. How weird would that have been uh, into uh, last uh, weekend and into this week? So we'll wait and see. I know we do have some eyes and ears over at the North Myrtle Beach game. Tim over there hanging out as his boy in North Augusta, North Augusta, is uh, getting ready to play. I'm going to be able to watch that game live right here at the uh, OLA studio as uh, that game can be picked up through some cable opportunities here. And uh, again, so we're looking forward to watching that one with some popcorn and some soda pop and, just kind of going through the old world of Twitter and and, and looking because, you know, my eyes and ears are definitely going to be peeled on that game, but it's really honestly that, that, that view for game Myrtle beach, man, it is really, I I think that you're, you're going to miss out if you don't continue to keep your eyes on it, because I think even smalls is going to do things. Daryl the pass is going to do things. There's a few other big names, Eugene, that we've had on this show. We've met him at these camps that we've gone to, but uh, again, we've, um, we look forward to seeing if they live up to the hype because Ryan is the legit stuff, man. This dude can come in with or without the uh, the ankle situation. I feel like he'll use that motivation and use that momentum to really step into those passes and get it to, of course, uh, you know, J.J. Jones or, or Randall over there on the side or the running back that can take some heat off of him as well. So we'll we'll wait, we'll see here. Hopefully, in just a moment, we'll check in with Coach Dantzler as he is with the Elite 25. He's got a bunch of those young athletes down in the lower part of the low country, as he'll check in with us and tell us his thoughts on that game. And, uh, of course, Well Branch, they've got something going on down there as well. So uh, a lot going on around the state, man. But, uh, again, our, our our heavy hearts are with Oceanside, still remains with First Baptist. You know, it's one thing to lose on the field, but when you lose off the field, that's completely out of your uh, control there. And I know Coach Call will... Coach him up, you know, uh, that's one thing that he's done an incredible job in his past. And like that, let's go down to Buford, South Carolina, where we're sitting there with our buddy, the team partner of Southern Sports a Coach D'Angelo with Elite 25.
4: In the
3: buford Myrtle Beach matchup here tonight.
5: Man,
0: everything is lovely out here, man. I was just got through helping the boys. Put the uh, tunnel up. The kids are out here warming up. I'm trying to find a a, a a quiet place. The band is playing. Everything is going crazy out here right now, man.
2: Man, you know the one thing I miss about that 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 game? You used to be able to schedule for the when I was over there with the Green Ravens. They used to tailgate back in the day. That was a tradition. You remember that? I know. I I down there I know.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Um, COVID has kind of messed a a lot of things up, man, because if COVID wasn't here, this parking lot would be more barbecues and mildews instead of
2: cars parking in these parking lots. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be one of those dudes cooking too, brother. I see that action on Facebook as we're live right now with Coach Danzler with Elite 25. He's partnered with Southern Sports Central and he mentors the men and women down in the lower part of the low country. Don't worry about the same play. That's part of the hockey, of what you got going on down there. Now, what's the crowd look like for Pearl Beach? they travel pretty
0: well? Well, right now, man, they they don't have a whole lot of folks over there on the other side, but I'm sure that's just a uh, the calm before the storm There's no way a team like Myrtle Beach uh, Can be playing where they're playing And their fans don't follow them
2: Amen to that Now you guys win tonight You host North Myrtle Beach Or that team North Augusta Right? I mean tell to us uh, About tonight's matchup uh, Who do I need to keep my eye on down there In, in Buford and, and who have you scouted Coach because I know you I know you've been looking at some film on those boys From Myrtle Beach now
0: well I, I know uh murderbees has a, a, a awesome uh kid i, I believe he's number seven uh, uh north carolina commit we've actually uh some of my guys trained with him over the summer um with the uh low country outlaws so right. I, I we my guys are kind of familiar with him um I, they i mean they're, they're, all week long my kids been telling me that you know they look pretty good so they know they can't go out, come out here and be cocky. You know, one game at a at a time. Um, but it, it'd be great for us to get out out of here with this win tonight because uh, they they deserve it, man. I, I understand Myrtle Beach deserve it too, but we we want it more.
2: <laughs> you can see where that heart lies down there in the uh, bright lights of Buford. Two teams, by the way, are left. In the low country, in the lower part of the low country, it is action, not just with the Buford game, but, Coach, there's another team down there that we're looking at. Yeah. Tell us the other big dogs that are hunting on a Friday night down there.
0: Yeah, man, Will Branch Warriors. I got a bunch of guys over there from the Elite 25 that's playing over there, and they've broken break, broke his, break history so far over there going 8-0. and oh. But we've always been hunted, man, trying to get out of the second round. So – the goal right now is to, to get out of the second round. They're playing Bamberg over there. Bamberg has uh, stopped them maybe twice since that school started. So, it's a lot of chip on those guys' uh, shoulder to make sure they, they come out with this win.
2: Yeah, no doubt, as we're live right now, hanging out with a good coach on any land. And that, of course, down there in Buford, that is Coach Danzler, 25. Coach Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing. I know that you've invited me, and I think I was part of the first zoos that you guys did. And it meant a lot to me to talk to a lot these Maybe kind of these young men. I've got to become family to you guys down there, Eugene and myself, and all of us here at Southern School. As uh, we met you guys at the first camp, that was uh, the Infinity Camp with Ben Lippin, right? I remember that day, like it was yesterday. That being You're said, you continue to grow. You continue to find ways. When the devil says it ain't happening, you look at the Lord and say, watch me. And you do it big time with the Zoom. And I see you're getting together and socially distanced, but I add, and still kind of catching up with these kids with the mill.
0: Yeah, man. We, we, we miss you, man. We probably have to get you back on our Zoom that we have every Monday night. But, you know, the kids got the report cards. today. I have 20 two young men in that group. And out of 22, I think we had 20 young men, man, 3.0 GPA or better. And to me, that's what matters the most. They know as long as they, they, they keep them grades, I'll take them to the moon. So, you know, I'll be busy once camp season starts back up because everybody getting the grades, they're doing what they're supposed to do. The grades is a lovely thing. And actually, probably around 3, 3.30 today day when I knew they got out to, out of school, I started texting everybody. No you got a game in there, but I gotta see them graze. They started sending them grazing, and then I stopped them and kind of laughed, and I said, okay, fellas i didn't don't wanna put no pressure on you. You know, go ahead and um focus on the game, but they start sending them things in anyway, so that's the discipline prop uh uh uh, uh that's coming from our kids, man, because they know they're competing in the classroom just like they're competing on that field so I mean, hats off to them. That's why I feel if they can get this this win tonight, that's going to be magnificent uh, for those group of kids.
2: Now, before we get you out of here, Coach, uh, give me the breakdown. Who over there? I know you talked about the uh, J.J. Jones guy. They got Randall over there. They got Ryan Berger and a bunch of other dudes on defense. But at Buford, they've also got a bunch of dogs on the offense and the defense. Who do I need to keep my eyes on? Well, who do they? Because I already know the answer to this question. But who is going to be the big-time playmakers tonight for the Buford guys to get this win?
0: Yes, sir. On the defense side, I'm looking at number 99, DeMond Smalls. He's a sophomore, uh, Dell. The pass number eleven, sophomore. Uh, you got number fifteen, Alvin Wilson. He's a junior. I mean, he's a. And, and let me see who else I got. I can go across the board. We got number twenty-three, um, Colton Ferris on defense. Uh, you know number seven real well, Theo Washington, eighty-one. Man, we got the whole whole field spread out offense side. Quarterback Tyler Haley, uh, running back. Amari uh, Morris, number 21. We got Casey Fields, number 14. We got, number, uh, who was the else over there? We got uh, Marcus Goodwater, number one. You know, so we, uh, I'm calling out kids' names that I know that, you know, I've been training and and, and, sure. and, and stuff like that. But they got kids all across the board. Number 10, uh, another kid, uh, Ferris, I think it's number 10. No, 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 no. I think number five is 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 serious, and I forgot number ten. But those kids, man, are seniors, and they know you lose the night you go home. And right now, nobody want to go home. I no doubt, don't no want
2: to go home. <laughs> I'm, uh, hey, look, I'm back in the studios tonight because of some people got sent home early, and I tell you, it's not a lot of fun for me. But it's got to be even worse. Yes, is uh, you know, now we will say nineteen uh, teams uh, will be turning in their pads after one was kind of issued that earlier today. Now, when you saw the word come out about Oceanside, I know that you have a lot of connections with a lot of coaches, not just at Well Branch, not just over there at Buford, but, but what do you feel like these coaches, do they utilize that as an opportunity to say, look, this could easily happen to us. You need to monitor what you're doing when I'm not watching. of the old character rule. What are you doing when you don't think anybody's watching you?
0: Yes, sir. You know, with, with our kids, man, and the kids that we work with, we hope that you know, they're influenced their peers as well. So, you know, I I got them making sure they're taking their vitamins, making sure they understand the importance of social distancing, keeping a mask on, and I told them, you know, keep that brotherhood strong because if one mess up, in in, in any sports, the whole team mess up. So I, I my hats off to Will Branch and and Bufah, you know, for keeping those kids safe and and making them understand how important it is because. Just like what happened with Oceanside today, if you get sick, no matter if you have a 10 and 0 record and you're in the playoffs, you, you're not going to finish the season out. You know that's just the way things are right now. We can't predict what you know what God has planned, but if He gives us the tools to 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 get through this thing, then we gotta we gotta abide by it. And you know so. These kids have been doing pretty good, man, as as far as keeping themselves safe, staying out of trouble and stuff like that.
2: No doubt about it, buddy. I want to tell you, it means the world to me to have the relationship, the friendship, the bond that we have had, you, me, Eugene, and all of us in the circle that we have built, not just with us, but the South Carolina High School Blitz. And, of course, as you know, we are the official radio, one-stop shop for the boys over there with the Outlaws. You and I will see each other a lot coming up here.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: And uh, again, the uh, November 22nd and December 12th uh, are the tryout dates. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what you've seen with those guys? Well,
0: I'm I'm taking up bringing up almost uh, 30 kids to tryouts, man. I'm expecting the last one of them to make it, you know, because and and I can be confident with that because of the way we train, um, our kids are coachable. Uh, they're they're going to compete. Um, Coach Mal, he's seen what we. We, we got down here in the low country. So it ain't no matter of fact, I saw some of his folks coming through the gate tonight to do some filming of this game, you know? So, <laughs> I, so that, that's, that tells you what, the man, I can't wait to, to get back in the road doing uh, training so we can make up. I, I enjoy myself. You've always been a man of your word, man. And, you know, we got the same vision. How can we make our kids better? And, that's what you've been doing. That's what I've been doing. And nothing
2: is a coincidence. You know, it, it, it's just how God do things. Amen to that. Now, is that our guys from the production team down there, j b. Productions? Are they down there hanging out with you guys tonight? Yeah, that's who it is. That is who it is. I thought so. Those guys are first class and studs. Make sure you tell them we said hello to make sure they travel back safe. And until next time, and I would like you to do me a favor kind of keep me posted tonight, kind of send me some updates on your score so I can put it out there on our Twitter handle. We kind of keep people around, and I'll do the same for you guys as I'm watching on the big TV screen, the North Myrtle Beach and North Augusta, Coach. All right. All right, Coach, God bless you. We'll talk to you uh, on Monday. I'm going to get you back in here to recap the action with us next week. Yes, sir. God bless you, man, and, and stay safe. You got it, buddy. You the same. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate it. As uh, that is Coach Dansler with the Elite 25. Of course, he's a mentor of many and a great friend of all. And of course, uh, Eugene, I bring you back in here. You hear he talks about the Well Branch, the Bamberg game. He's currently at and reporting with Southern Sports Central and many more on the Beaufort Myrtle Beach game. Uh, again, that one, you, you hear their passion in his in his voice. But to me, man, I hear the band getting ready. You hear the noise in the background. And it's funny when we get these guys on the radio, they want to get away from it. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. I remember the first time the head coach from North Charleston came on, and that was the first time I heard pads hitting. It was an amazing sound, a sound to my ears, right? Music to my ears, if you will.
3: Yeah. um, (laughs) You know, it it hits hard right now because, you know, uh, when you if you lose on the field, and the next week rolls along and there's these playoff games. Sure, there's some, you know, whole that, uh, you know, man, we left it on the field. Or, you know, we just got beat. Or we, beat. or we beat ourselves. Or there's a myriad of reasons that cause one to have a score that's less, uh, you know, lower than the other, their opponent. When you don't get to play and there's some outside reason that causes you to lose, boy, it's tough. It really is tonight. I said said, it, it's hitting hard. But so you hear that band down there, man, and every time he's on the show, it just warms my heart. Uh, as you know, like, my birth home and where I grew up is uh, not too far from there. As the crow flies, it was a lot closer for uh, my brother and I to go to Well Branch School uh, than to go to, to Waltsboro Calden County. Um, it was just so close. But the way, you know, schools are set up here is by county lines. And that Cumbie River was the dividing line, and we were on one side of the river uh, closer to the Ashton Booth, so that's why we had to go out and around through Jacksonboro and up 64 through Michelleville just to get, just to, get to school. Uh, back when I started going to school and the buses were capped at 35 miles an hour, we left the house, I believe it was about 6.10 for an 8.30 uh, start. So uh, it, it warms my heart, though. You know, last year we played a game at Whale Branch, um, like you said, second round. That was a fun matchup. It was in, it was in standing order From the 30 to the 30, was in standing water. Uh, they have a beautiful new field here. Uh, I mean, there, but, of course, they're not on it tonight. They're over at uh, Bamberg. Uh, Bamberg is coached by Coach Corey Crosby. Everybody knows that, you know, uh, Mr. Crosby, the, the elder, is now the head coach at Orangeburg Wilkeson. Um, his son, Casey Crosby, graduated from Carolina, is on staff with Coach Culp, uh, coaching defense. So now Corey Crosby takes over the defense. He's also the head basketball coach there at um, at Bamberg Earhart. And true to form, they've played eight games and given up 28 total points all season.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I think we're going to get a check-in from the North Myrtle Beach, North Augusta game. Tim, getting ready and like that, ready, willing, and able here at 650. We head up to the Grand Strand, and now we are on the North Mortal campus, where the Chiefs are going to be taking on the boys from North North. what's up, buddy?
3: Hey, how you doing, Richie?
2: Good, man. So give us an update, man. You're there. I watched you travel all afternoon. The road trip has come, at least to the destination. What's the crowd light there? And I know you can't wait for that light show that uh, is getting ready to take place once they uh, get the game underway.
1: Oh, yeah, actually, uh, they're about to start the national anthem, so if I have to jump off and drop my hat, I will, but uh, everybody's excited. There's a full sold-out crowd as far as, you know, COVID restrictions allow, but uh, everybody's fired up. Both teams are fired up. Um, I mean, North Augusta's been fired up for a year waiting for this rematch, so uh, North Myrtle Beach looked pretty big, though, in warm-ups. I'm not going to lie. They they look pretty stout. So we'll see how it goes, but uh,
2: but we're ready. Yeah, no doubt we're live right now with Big Tim. Of course, his son is uh, one of the kickers there, big-time kicker for uh, North Augusta. Uh, and you start kind of look at things. The atmosphere is great. The band is in the stands, right, Tim? Everything's kind of set up as normal, minus a little bit smaller crowd?
1: Uh, that's correct, yeah. The band's on the field right now. They're about to start the national anthem. And... Um, yeah, everybody's ready. Everybody's just ready to get this thing going.
2: Well, I'm not going to keep you, man. Go over there and do your duty and uh, salute that flag as the National anthem's going to be playing. Keep us up to date. By the way, don't go streaking on the field because I got access to the game tonight up here in Charleston. I may be watching the <laughs> big screen, brother, so make sure you behave yourself before and after and during the game because all eyes are on you. I've already told the camera guy
1: absolutely the referees have already warned me thanks
2: <laughs> hey guys good luck tonight thanks for checking in from the game my friend
1: all right take care thanks Richie right.
2: there you go ladies and gentlemen from uh North Myrtle Beach how about that Eugene we're checking in with uh Big Tim his son of course part of that North Augusta big dog and uh, of course one of the best kickers in the state here uh and part of his classification for sure but uh you know you look at that game North Myrtle Beach North Augusta let's be honest do, do you give them a chance you give them an opportunity? Do you think they go in there and beat a, a Chase Simmons? And, by the way, he ain't the only one part of that chief program up there that's continuing to dominate and suffocate the grand strand and talent.
3: Yeah, you know, they do have, and, and I do know they have a nice, they have a, they have a great plan for Chase Simmons, actually. Um, and they also have the personnel that if it works, if, if it works, oh, Jim Bob, you know, will be pounding his chest uh, at about 10 o'clock. Um, but, you know, Chase isn't the only guy on that on that line, that defensive front. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, uh, you know, there's always a chance. And that's one thing if you're a team like North Augusta. Now, I know they have uh, Greenaway. He's a guy that's got some D1 interest and, and is more than likely headed to a D1 school. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of guys that, that on North Augusta or any other team, when you face a guy like Chase Simmons, when you face, you know, uh, like the Oceanside guys. I know they were looking forward to the matchup uh, with Willis Lane tonight because when you have a player of that caliber that's uh, going Division One, you know, a lot of guys look at it like, you know what, everybody's out here sleeping on me. I need to put that dude on my highlight, and let's see what happens. I mean, it's kind of a motivating thing. So, you know, that underdog sometimes can win it. You know, I mean, there are a lot of coaches around – the country at every single level. Uh, Davo Sweeney, they could be number one in the country leading in every statistical category known to mankind of football. If it's hmm. even unrelated to football, if it's, if, if it's related to poker, he's going to find a way to turn his team into an underdog. He did it a couple of years ago about who rode what buses to the Superdome and said they were number one in the country. It was a uh, who rode what bus to the Superdome and he said that uh, he convinced his team that they didn't have a certain Clemson charter bus or a certain type of charter bus because the other team and no one respected them to win it. So he will wow. find a way, and it motivates. It, being the underdog motivates because no one wants to feel like a loser. No one wants to feel less than, second place, or anything else. When they know, they get on, they get up in the morning, they eat breakfast, they go to school, they put on pads, they lift weights, they have the same type of shoulder pads, they've been at practice for the same amount of days as you have, don't tell me you're that much better when we're both in the second round of the playoffs. I just think, I'm not saying that North Augusta wins, I'm just saying I can see how that underdog mentality, something, you know, things can happen, unfortunately, I don't want to say the I word, but those things happen and change outcomes of games, so do, so do turnovers, um, you know, and... You know, there might be some conditions at the field that make it a little slippery. There might be some things that other teams get a little grip tonight. Who knows, man, but we're about to find out there in about four minutes.
2: Yeah, we'll find out here as you start to kind of look around. Again, we started off with Cole Bryson. He's at the Chapman Daniel Gale. Cole is part of that ESPN Upstate crew that does an incredible, incredible job, an incredible job of covering the Upstate force here on Southern Sports Central. He's the voice of the Burns Rebels. You can hear him tomorrow morning from 8 to 10 over there on the Saturday morning scramble. That's right, the scramble, if you will. It will be, as he said, he didn't want to pick his uh, coaches because he didn't want to have any of the losing coaches on. That's kind of an interesting way to put it, but it's reality. Then we uh, did our thing with Coach Dantzler just about 20 minutes ago. He's at the Beaufort Myrtle Beach game. He checked in and and, kind of gave us a rundown of not only the Beaufort Myrtle Beach, but he talked about his dogs over there with Will Branch taking on Bamberg and and the things that are on the line there and a surprise visit From old Tim, one of our loyal supporters and contributors from North Augusta. His son, by the way, one of the special teams guys that Eugene has worked with as well. But uh, you start to see some things. They're at North Myrtle Beach and uh, getting some conversation here from him now. I said, Chase Simmons' grandmother just sang the national anthem. She's amazing. She's awesome. No surprise. It seems to run in the family there, Tim. Uh, I'm going to be tuning in in about 30 minutes to uh, kind of watch that here and about three minutes. We're going to be uh, heading over, I think, and hope and pray that Miss V comes in and says hello from the Dutch Fork-Carolina Force game. Eugene, it's hard to go against Dutch Fork and Tom Knox, but a lot of people feel like it wouldn't be a huge upset if Carolina finds a way to win.
3: My question is, you know, uh, let's see, can Carolina Force score? You know, and that's one thing is that Tommy Knox has not faced that i know of um a shootout they either blow teams out or it's a low score somewhat low scoring game you know there is a team this year that played them close you know it came down to a trick play touchdown and and and, and one more play and that was the the difference in the outcome uh and that was actually uh there in the columbia area in the region you know south point played them pretty tough for a while too uh, Riverblov played them pretty tough, at least for a half. You know, so I don't, I don't think this year They're as, as world beaters as they were maybe last year, the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, because they won four straight in a row. Um, but I wonder if a team can score and, and get it into a shooting match. Does that knock Tommy off of his his mojo? Uh, does that make him you know do things maybe he wouldn't normally or feel comfortable doing in a game? Uh, you know, things can happen like that. So I'm curious. If Carolina Forest can score on that defense, uh, does that change an outcome, and does that really change how this game's going to flow?
2: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation. We'll wait. We'll find out. Uh, again, you start to kind of look around. You start to wonder how this thing is going to work out. Uh, you know, with, again, how does Tommy Knox handle everything? You know, for me, until you beat the man, you got to keep crowning that man, and that goes for any of the state champions from last year, whether it be Wren who are now has fallen down. And of course uh, they are in uh, 3A, not 4A. You look at, uh, you know, cabin, they've got what they've got They're They're again, going to be competing tonight. And again, there's only eight teams per classification. And as long as they can do what they need to do, and maybe just, maybe there's a lot of teams that learn some things from uh, the news that broke out earlier with Oceanside. I'm not saying that Oceanside did anything wrong, not by any means. It's going to happen, but you're going to always sit back and wonder, okay, we got to put ourselves maybe in a little lockdown situation or something to, uh, to, to that, to that day, uh, regards, if you will. So we'll wait and see here in just a minute. Miss V getting ready to Dallas up here in just a few seconds. She's about 10 minutes away, 10 minutes away from uh, the stadium now. I told her, come on in, let's hang out, let's talk in the car while she's riding into the stadium. But, you know, for me, there's so many headlines coming in here tonight. You know, uh, you know, I, I said earlier, right? I, I kind of crowned uh, some teams, and, and and quickly, you heard uh, Cole mentioning it to me, saying, "Hey, look, you you want to you want to crown this team, but I'm going to go against you, and I feel like this team is going to be good." And that was uh, a team in the Upstate, right? You're looking at 4A football, so you don't have to go too far to the bracket when you start to look at this thing. And as I started to kind of go through, he kind of chuckled a bit because I think he really quickly said, wait a minute, don't give it real quick to AC floor because South Point's, look, for you to beat Greenwood, you got something under your sleeve. And we know Coach Holloman, he's been on the show. Does he have what it takes to take a team out of AC floor who's on the come up? And I mean, in a fast way, Eugene. All right. We'll check in just a little bit. Might've lost Eugene there. He's uh, traveling by the way. Uh, Again, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll take a quick 30 second break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern sports central. This is our special Southern sports central countdown to kickoff. We had to play an audible due to some unfortunate situations earlier today. So we're coming to you live from the studio guys, quick reset and a little bit more of that. Well, Good times and good conversations. We're going to be checking in live from a few stadiums around the, uh, the state of South Carolina. we got messages coming in here, guys. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Southern Sports Central here on a beautiful Friday night, guys. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Owen here. Quickly, 7.02, we're 28 minutes away from ending tonight's special. Again, Florida Sports Central, countdown to kickoff. And we're going to Columbia, South Carolina. Miss V, who did an incredible job last night with the South Carolina High School Blitz Sports Show. And then tonight, she gets to watch it, grade it, and figure it all out. Miss V, welcome to the family. Welcome to the show as you're heading into Judge Force territory for round two against Carolina Force. Hey,
6: Richie, guys. Hello. How are you How doing are you? tonight? Yes, I I am excited. I'm only about eight minutes away, and the game kicks off at 730. We get to see Dutch Fort Civil Foxes go against the uh, uh, Carolina Forest. I have not seen them in person, and I am excited to see what this JNAC attack with Luke and Adam JNAC looks like. Um, I got my J Attack shirt on, and I am ready to see what these guys are going to do against the mighty Dutch Fork Silver Foxes. I hope mm-hmm. that is a great battle. Um, and so far, uh, the first half of the game with Dutch Fork has been a little, you know, kind of slow. But coming out of that second half, they show why they are the champs that they are. So we'll see if they get off to a, a fast start and and uh shut this thing down early or will Carolina Forest come out and dominate the first half or what's gonna happen. So I'm excited to see what's gonna go down and uh I will definitely, definitely be letting you know what's going on.
2: Now of course Miss V is hanging out right in about eight minutes, maybe now seven, knowing her foot is three minutes all the way to Doug Fork and Carolina <laughs> Four. <laughs> That, let me ask you, last week, Somerville gave a, a good run early in the first half, and it was a 0-0 ball game going into the first quarter. What transpired for that to happen, for a Somerville team to be hanging around as long as they were before uh, Dutch Fork became the Dutch Fork that we've gone to know, to love, to like, or dislike if you're somebody else?
6: You know what? I don't know, because the last three games, really – it's been a very slow first half uh, for Dutch Fork. They haven't looked uh, like the Dutch Fork that we you know come to know. Like last week when I was there, um, they really didn't get into uh, the Red zone um, you know and when, when they did, uh, it was it was not a touchdown. So I'm not quite sure if uh, you know there's something, are uh, off, or there's someone missing. I can't, I don't really see that there's anybody missing, or maybe it's just that they're tired from school. I don't know, but whatever happens in that locker at halftime definitely makes the difference. So we'll see how they start, you know, this week and, and see if it's the same as it has been in the last three weeks. But you know, it only goes to say, hey, if you guys out there want to knock off the reigning champs, you better take the chance when you can and get the ball across the goal line, because it's not like you haven't had an opportunity. But for whatever reason, they all want to come and say, hey, we can do this. We can beat these champs, and it just doesn't happen. So I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't happen. So we'll see what Carolina Force puts up against Dutch Fort tonight.
2: No doubt, as we're live real quick with Miss B. She, of course, uh, one of the mega parts of Southern Sports Central, and, of course, the South Carolina High School Blitz. We call her the first lady of operations, and tonight she's on assignment. She's over at Dutch Fork. They're hosting Carolina Forest. The winner, we'll see the winner of, uh, well, a team out of Columbia that I saw last week in River Bluff at Sumter. The winner there, of course, uh, could be either of the two because I got to tell you, It is the birthday boy, I believe, uh, who had Mm -hmm. one just uh, either today or yesterday. It's the quarterback of uh, Sumter. But it's a running back of River Bluff that's really good. And I tell you, a lot better than the – Yes,
6: he is. Yes. I have – I fell in love with River Bluff the very first game that they played. And that was because they didn't start the season with everyone else. and And – They didn't start until I think maybe uh, Dutchport was in their fourth game, and they were in their first game. And they really impressed me. That defense held tight. The defense did some um, really um, remarkable things. The whole Dutchport, uh, they were able to score against Dutchport. They had maybe one or two interceptions. Against Fort uh, Dutch Fort, they had a sack. Um, trust me, they were very, very, very impressive. And I told uh, Coach Cook, um, at, well, actually before that game, that I was going to be their good luck charm. And I almost was because they almost pulled that game out. Um, they really, you know, they let it slip away from them in that uh, in the fourth quarter, probably halfway the third through the fourth quarter. But they really, really look good, and ever since that game, they've been knocking off opponents. So I'm really impressed with how River bluff is going. And then with with Sumter, I mean, all my boys are on the Sumter team. You know, you got how can you go against Justice Boom? How can you do that? You know, and they and you got Hayden out there. You know, I mean, it's just full of it's just full of talent. Marcus Lane, I believe he's on the Sumter team, so they are loaded with talent as well. So it's going to be a great game next week, no matter who pulls it out on either side. So wherever it is, I shall be.
2: No doubt about it, Ms. B. I want you to focus on that road. We want to tell you, stay safe. You know, I don't think it's oh, going to be a good game. Oh, did I say eight minutes?
6: Night. Look, did I say eight, eight minutes? I'm already here.
2: I told you three minutes. you got a heavy foot.
4: You're you run away. Look, you're that car. You know what that
2: running back does for uh, for a few teams around the state. That's for sure. you you got that heavy foot, for no doubt.
6: Now, my foot's heavy, but my legs are short. So I have to get here so I can get a good part because the game will be over by the time I find a part, by the time my legs get me to the gate. So, you know, I just, just got to do what I got
2: to do. Amen to that. Miss V, God bless. Take care. Hey, text us and keep us up to date on the scores. We'll be sitting back. I'm actually in the studio tonight, going to be watching a lot of games. Uh, and unfortunately, that game is not going to be broadcast on radio or TV. So, uh, going to need your help to keep me under the loop on what's going on, if you don't mind. I
6: certainly will. I certainly will. I can't wait.
2: Real quick, uh, give a shout out. I know that uh, our partner, the, the, the one that kind of connects us all together, the South Carolina High School Blitz, uh, the ticker that these guys have started this year, very big, trendy, and expecting to be really big tonight. How do they find the updated scores throughout tonight?
6: Um, if they go to our our website. There is a scoreboard um, on the, let's see, yes, if there's a page just for the scores, uh, you can go there and uh, you'll be able to find all the scores of what's going on in real time um, so you you won't miss anything. So if they do that, Blitz, hsblitz.com, dot com, you will be up to date, real time action on who's doing what during the during the night.
2: No doubt, Miss B. God bless. Take care. I'll catch up with you after the ball game, and as always, uh, stay safe.
6: Thank you. I'll talk to you later.
2: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The First Lady of Southern Sports Central and the High School. South Carolina High School Blitz, and uh, she, again, has made it in record time, Eugene. <laughs> she told me eight. Man, I was thinking, man, you mean three? Because I know you that heavy Yeah.
3: So, well, did she uh, say, are they kicking off normal time? I can't figure out why this uh, North Euro- Augusta game kicked off at seven. Well, North Carolina well, North- seems to do that. I can hear
2: it in the background a little bit there with you. But, you know, when, when you uh, – When you put it all together, for some reason, the Myrtle Beach area kicks off at 7, more than 7.30. I remember when Buford went down there to play, matter of fact, Carolina Forest. uh, They started at 7, very different, you know, And actually they don't mind moving it to a Thursday if it's within the rules and the rights,
3: but I know why they do
2: that. But, uh, again, what's the – any update on the score there?
3: I just had some technical stuff going on. Tim, texted us and said that they had kicked off, they deferred and kicked off, Um, but then when we got it playing, like, just a minute or so later, um, the quarterback had been sacked for North Augusta, and they just punted the ball back to the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the ball now first down um, looks to be around the North Augusta 30. Five ish, 34 going in, 36. Sorry, 36 going in. I was waiting on the cameraman to zoom out, but I don't have a score yet. Um, uh, seven nothing, seven nothing. So, uh, well, it's about to be 14 to nothing because there was a long pass the left corner of the end zone uh, for North Myrtle Beach.
2: All right, well, we do have an update. Let me get you to turn that TV down in the background, brother. It's 7-0 Buford, by the way. They score really quick with 8.04 remaining in the first quarter. Buford strikes first as uh, they now take the lead. And I'm telling you, you know, I know I picked Myrtle Beach, and they're going to make me pay for it because uh, I could be spending next Friday night in Buford. If they find that win, no matter who wins that game in North Myrtle Beach, they'll be taking that trip down to the lower part of the low country. You, you, would you be surprised to see Buford and, and Eamon Smalls and, and, and Daryl DePass and, and all those amazing guys that we met throughout the summer that grinded all summer long at these camps beat a team like Myrtle Beach? Would that be a shocker to you?
3: No, I think their defense yeah. is good enough to do it. Right,
2: yeah, it should be uh, an interesting conversation as we uh, try to kind of look around at all the games here. And again, you want to go to the uh, South Carolina High School Blitz to uh, get all the updates on the scores here tonight. We're going to be hanging out with you for probably the next 10 minutes, and then we'll cut out so that you guys can cut to your ball games. Some started at 7, some started uh, at 7.30. Now, that being said, of course, uh, you know, we will... Be back live, Southern Sports Central style on Monday night, recapping all the action from uh, tonight, right? I mean, we'll get you up to date on all the ins and outs of uh, the winners and the not so much of a winners as uh, 20 st- schools will turn in their pads on uh, this coming Monday. It will be that slow, those sad songs and slow walks that they'll be taking to the equipment room on Monday. And then uh, after that, you know, you start dividing it halfway because – after this Friday night, it's going to be the final four of every classification. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, if you want to hang out and listen to some U football, I'm going to be bringing it to you live, uh, possibly right here. So stay tuned to our Twitter page at So Sports Central and over there on our um, Facebook page at Southern Sports Central as well. I'm trying to see if I got some updates uh, from maybe the Myrtle Beach game, and I don't have anything as of right now. But uh, as it starts to come out, we'll we'll kind of get you what we need and what you can and all of that. Eugene, uh, other than some of the games we've talked about, is there any other games that you kind of got on your menu, maybe kind of got on your radar?
3: Well, I'm definitely, uh, like everybody, in that 5A battle in the upstate. Uh, there's that one. And then, you know, the AC C four south Point game, man, defense versus offense, those are the two big ones that I'm looking at tonight.
2: Yeah, it should be a, an interesting one. as uh, We start to kind of put everything in perspective here. And, again, just trying to keep up with all the highlights and uh, the ins and outs of uh, tonight's game. And, uh, again, you look at all the action that's happening. You see some of these big heavyweight matchups. And uh, when it's all put together, it, it's going to be a battle uh, throughout the entire night tonight. There's going to be so many. There's going to be so many uh, games that you're, you're going to wonder, What happened? How did it happen? What went down? And you'll get all the recaps right here on Southern Sports Central coming to you, of course, uh, this Monday. Now, again, uh, we'll we'll get in here with uh, Kevin Beladeau. We'll just get his final thoughts, and, uh, you know, uh, he'll probably start to kind of give maybe a week away as uh, we'll turn to basketball at some point. But prior to that, we are definitely zoomed in because uh, not only is there going to be high school action tonight, tomorrow, or excuse me, a week from tonight, and then The championship games will be that Friday and Saturday. As you heard, we are going to be hanging out over with uh, the Infinity guys next, uh, well, the first uh, Sunday, excuse me, first Saturday of uh, December. We're going to be over there in, uh, of course, uh, North Carolina. Charlotte is going to be uh, the home there. As We're going to be hanging out over there, hanging out, doing some of the things at Rocky River High School. Rocky River High School is going to be, uh, the home of this one. Now, again, Infinity has been around for quite a while doing some big things, but you know, what they continue to do is give you an opportunity to get some work in against some of the best talent around the country, right? Again, around the best uh, talent around the country. So Eugene, as we kind of wrap things up here tonight, uh, uh, again, you've had a chance to talk to some of the young kids over there at Oceanside. Uh, you know, I haven't had a chance uh, out of respect coach called. I'm kind of letting him do his thing here tonight, but um what what's your what's your take on all this and, and and how do you see a team that you're actually really close to and now you actually can relate to what First Baptist had to think just the other day
3: well you know a lot of them have already said and I've seen you know I was getting messages from dudes and it's like hey I need to get off some energy that sucks uh can we go work out <laughs> so um you know right now um the focus, including myself, a lot of people are getting uh, uh, the, these immediate tests done. Several kids have already gotten the test and parents. Uh, we already have some negative results in hand, haven't heard of a positive yet, so that's a good sign, um, but that's the focus right now. Get everybody tested, um, follow the protocols it's coming out by the DHEC email here sometime today, tonight, tomorrow. Um Get everybody tested, and then, uh, you know, once that's passed, uh, start focusing on next year. I think this hits home, hopefully, doubly hard now with the whole COVID thing. And now, uh, initially, with losing so much practice and and together time and preparation time to now having the season cut short, I think you'll see hopefully a lot of dudes, uh, in early and often and taking advantage of the opportunity, especially those you know, there's a huge. Junior class right now. So they have one more cross your fingers. Knock on wood. Go at it.
2: Now you mentioned uh Beach. They are up by the way early, man. I mean big time. Fourteen to nothing over North Augusta after a Camp Freeman's thirty six yard T D pass to Tyree Smith with eight fifty seven in the first quarter. That right there kind of speaks uh volumes of uh of what you can expect here. And I mentioned this one, uh again about um Oh, shoot, now about, about about 35 minutes ago uh, is, I believe, uh, Hammond has uh, jumped on the field. Hammond, again, will be in action tonight. They will be taking on uh, a team. Of course, uh, when, when you see Skeezer, these guys kind of set the tone. They played their full season. There were no uh, no situations other than it looked like First Baptist, you know, and what they had to go through. But a team like Hammond, you know, uh, is kind of the trendsetter, they are kind of what we've seen with Dutch Fork, I guess, uh, but yet this is the Skeezer version
4: of uh, of that
2: gauntlet, right? All
3: right, so I was trying to catch this place, I could just update you. Um The the North Augusta offense just not being able to get anything done. And when I mean anything, it looks like they're probably in the negative offensive yard so far. Um, You know, our boy Chase, he's on the uh, right side of the offensive line tonight. He just—he looked taller than what we saw over the summer. Like, his legs seemed to have just strengthened or something. Uh, so, he's definitely kind of becoming filling out more. You know, he's very top-heavy, big, broad shoulders. But I'm looking from his knee down to his ankle. He just got so long. Uh, he just hit his man in front of him uh, and, and, and drove him back 10 yards on the quarterback. North Gusta did get the pass off and – Wow, uh, seen this firm as well. It seemed like it was a big play, but you know what? All they did was get back to the original first down marker. So they did get their first first down in the game, uh, and this is their third possession. They're standing uh, at their own forty.
2: Now, of course, Chase Simmons is a kid who, by the way, at the end of last year, you know, by the way, a kid has also uh, committed to Coastal. At the end of last year, he weighed one seventy-five. This is a true story. When he checked in the beginning of this year, 250. And every bit of that is muscle. I mean, I've never seen this cat just manhandle, and he wants more. He talks a lot, but he backs every bit of it up. And I got to tell you something, those are the kind of guys that get it done. You know, those are just the guys that they grind it out, they find it out, and they end up finding ways to win the game. And, again, I cannot tell you enough, it's exciting to hear you know, all of these games that are going on around the Lowcountry uh, in the past, it's been a great season for a lot of teams who saw their season come to an end just this past weekend. You know, you have seen a lot of things from parents, the senior parents. I mean, my hearts and thoughts go to the senior parents who tonight may be their final game of watching their son play their final game. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, is it, to be fair to say, if you look at a funnel, like the ones that you put in your car for the oil If you look at the top of that, that's probably youth football at its youngest age, maybe six years old. Every year, every age, every time that you get into another bracket or another level of sports, that cone gets a little bit smaller. That's the exact same thing when it comes down to breaking down high school to college. It is an entirely different ballgame. It is extremely hard to get from one to the other. Does that happen? Not for everybody. So when Chase Simmons got that offer, yeah, big deal. Huge deal. When, of course, J.J. Jones got that offer, mega deal. There's a center right now over there at Somerville, Mr. Champagne. He is getting offers. Big deal. Massive. You're seeing these young athletes getting these opportunities in a time right now that's almost unheard of because of COVID, because of the restrictions, because of the limitations. Remember, everybody that's playing college football right now is playing on what they call free time, free money, free opportunity. They're not counting anything but their stats.
3: Their stats.
2: So if they have a great season you they're hey, eligible, they get a chance to go.
3: Hey, breaking the action here, um, you know, they did get that first first down at the game. Uh, the Chiefs forced a punt. The young man from Augusta uh, got the ball off. The guy good uh, trying to see his number for the Chiefs. Ran up, tried to camp out under the ball. Ball goes off the shift, the in his chest, his stomach and his uh, looks, hands. Looks like North Augusta uh, recovered it. They did. Uh, so they now have the ball at the tee. 35 and going in.
2: Yeah, so we'll see kind of how that works out know, for everybody. Again, don't forget, we'll be back live tomorrow, uh, either on the TV screen as we've partnered up with Pearl TV. And, uh, of course, uh, a man that I had a chance to work on, uh, his broadcast team, uh, FD Sports TV, but it is Pearl TV that Joe Grammer owns. And uh, he and Southern Sports Central and the South Carolina Youth Football Association possibly, hopefully, will be able to produce uh, a TV broadcast tomorrow in uh, three different games. And that's going to be a big deal for having some of these 8, 10, and 12-year-old kids on TV and getting that play-by-play for them. It's going to be a big deal. But uh, you know we'll be doing that tomorrow. You want to follow us on Facebook at uh, Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at S O Sport Central as well, because uh, again we will continue to update you. I know the SCRC showcase will be taking place with uh, Clint Robinson Senior on Sunday night. We'll be back at you, recapping all this craziness on the weekend that was, guys. We're gonna cut loose here and uh, Eugene. Any parting words? Any parting? messages is, uh we send you off until the weekend and we get back at it, at least Southern Sports Central style
3: tomorrow morning. Yeah, man, um, as soon as we get off, I get that. Uh, get some of these uh, cold medicines in I me. Mean, you got sniffles and everything else. But I tell you, you know, people just got to be healthy. Uh, do the right thing. I mean, even – and I hate to say you, you blame anybody because you can't tell where you get this stuff from. You know, and these teams and things to lose. You know, there's a great, a lot of great teams right now playing undefeated teams. Uh, you know, look at the upstate with Gaffney and um, and Hannah. Now, what if one kid's cousin comes to visit from out of town this week and uh, ruins their season? And I don't blame the kid. I'm just saying, you never know what this can happen. So, uh, like like uh, you know, Coach said down in Beaufort, You know, have them take their vitamins, wear their masks, wash their hands. Uh, state distance, because, you know, the eye on the prize is a state title game, and that's more important and in some aspects than some other things, certainly some other choices some kids could make.
4: Yeah, no doubt. We do
3: have an
2: update. North Myrtle Beach is still up 14-7 over North Augusta after Jakari Buxton. Two-yard touchdown with 5'11 remaining in that action. Of course, uh, we'll keep you up today as much as we can here throughout the entire broadcast about to kick off the Class A showdown between number one. That is, of course, Late View. They'll be taking on number nine, Carver's Bay. You'll be able to watch that one on CW21 beginning at 730. Highlights are on the end zone with Brandon Dunn, guys. We're going to go ahead and call it a night here at Southern Sports Central, bringing you something special and a countdown to kick off. We originally were going to do it at johnson Hagan Stadium. But our thoughts and prayers are with the Landsharks tonight. As we want to say, guys, we appreciate the year. You did a lot of great things. You ended with the region championship. You really did all that you could do. And who knew what was going to happen tonight? But only God knew that this would be the ending that you got, guys. With that being said, enjoy this entrance. And the, uh, the, the final conversation that I'll have is this. Ladies and gentlemen, end it all on the field. Leave it all out there. Give the best you got. Give it all you got because you'd never know when your last down is actually your last down. On behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, to all of you, your winners tonight, win, lose, or draw, but enjoy the moments, the memories, and making all that you get to do tonight under the lights on a Friday night, guys. God bless. We'll see you right here tomorrow on Southern Sports Central.
1: The pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life, the way that I felt on Friday night. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, If you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons, I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men and it's just beautiful
5: three claps we're ready tonight, three claps three claps three claps claps. 27 years ago I sat in this locker room just like you guys on a knee getting ready to play a game. I walked down the locker room it still smells the same. It takes you back real quick. One of the things that caught me was how fast 27 years goes by. There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything tonight jump in one of these uniforms with you guys.
0: do something I never had an
4: opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. You play for your father tonight.
5: That feeling goes away. It goes away, and it doesn't come every Friday night. It comes when you get married. It comes when your child's born. So you get it, but you just don't get it every Friday night. You're going to miss that more than anything in the world. That's what I miss. And so you seniors that are focused on college, you're focused on your work after high school, what you're going to do next, you're focused on tomorrow, aren't you? You've got plenty of time for tomorrow. But these tonights, they're going by fast. You focus on tonight. This is about you guys. This is about the guys in this room care about each other, that know there's only so many more of these nights left. It's about you. They're a faceless opponent